This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hello, and welcome to Flourish with me, Tiffany Boyd. This is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. I'm a mom to three beautiful boys, a wife, a friend, an entrepreneur, and so many other things. When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. snowy Yukon morning day here where I live in northern Canada. Um, Today I've decided to jump on because I just felt intuitively and I guess not even just intuitively but I just felt inspired to come on and share this message. Typically I post once a week but uh, this week I am sharing a little bit more and I want to share bit of my story and where I am today because I found myself this morning making a pot of soup. I don't know why, but I have been craving warm and spicy foods. And part of that I know is just the seasons are changing and I'm craving that warm and heat and earthy vegetable and I had, I've just moved some of my herbs into the house to overwinter. And I was reflecting as I was pinching off some oregano and some thyme and putting it into this, this pot of soup that I was making, that it was such a brilliant metaphor for exactly where I'm at in life right now. And that there were some messages in that and some learning that I wanted to share with you. So I was putting this oregano and this thyme in this pot of soup and what occurred to me, well, a lot of things occurred to me, but what occurred to me in that moment is I spent all summer tending to the garden, tending to the soil, we have chickens laying hens, and I've tried to create a little ecosystem here uh, on our property. And one of the goals that I have is reducing our food waste. And quite honestly, I just love having all the animals and kids and things and just being connected to life and the earth and our food. So the start of that system was having chickens and We use all of our food waste that's safe and give it to the chickens and they adore it. They're like little puppies as soon as you come out the door because you can see their chicken coop in their their yard outside when you open the front door. 
they start like, because I get very excited that we're bringing them food. And so, you know, any of the grapes the kids don't eat in their lunch or, um, you know, extra salad, all of that goes in to the chickens and they greedily and happily eat it up. And then they produce eggs for our family and the eggs, if you ever had a farm fresh egg and you crack it next to a normal uh, store-bought egg, the yolk difference, like there is a richness in color and a difference in flavor. And I think there's just for me and our family, a connection to, to the chicken and the egg. And so they produce eggs and they also produce a lot of manure. And so then we use that manure and we put it in our compost pile, which I also put, you know, our grass clippings and other things into and turn and tend to the compost pile to create, you know, nutrition for the soil that we grow our vegetables in. And this year I added to the collection some earthworms because they help to compost and to absorb and excrete uh, nutrients as well into the soil. And so our compost game has been stepped up a little bit this year. And so then I take that compost and I put it back into the garden. And so the cycle has been repeating all summer. Uh, and I've been tending, tending to the soil, tending to the chickens, feeding the kids. So we've got, uh, three boys, three young boys, And I was also still working full-time in my job while also running Flourish. And this summer in the Yukon, we had our first wave of COVID, our first significant wave, our first outbreak, we'll say. And one of the things that was part of my responsibility in the role that I occupied was overseeing the human resource response. So ensuring that there were enough people in the right places to respond to the emergency, which was a massive task in a strapped talent market that is all competing for the same resources. And that was just off the side of my desk. We also had flooding as another emergency this summer. Um, And on top of that, um, my boss ended up with an injury and off. So the work of his function, which is a massive role, uh, my regular job, and then this emergency response was happening. On top of that, this summer, um, in early summer, I guess, spring, in May, I was able, after months and months and months of effort, to move my mother from Ontario to the Yukon. Uh, She was diagnosed this past fall with terminal cancer. And if you've listened to the podcast, my father died uh, just, uh, I guess, four years ago now, coming up on four years ago, um, three years ago this past summer, um, of cancer as well, which was a pivotal point in my personal story around really stepping into the accountability of living with intention and choosing to choose the life that I wanted. And... I found myself this spring um, in a place where I'd taken a number of tremendous steps towards cultivating that life. And there were lots of things that I was doing around setting boundaries and ensuring that I was creating time and space for my family, which is one of my highest values. Um, But I wasn't fully there 
And there were all kinds of pressures between the work demands of a really um, busy senior executive role, which was further challenged by the COVID context and then stepping into the responsibilities associated with my boss's role. Uh, My husband runs a business. He's a builder. And in the summer, he is full on. So actually in the month of May, he was finishing a house and I didn't see him that month because he worked 18 hour days and seven days a week. And when I could, after I put the kids to bed, I would go and help as well until about midnight and then come home and start again. But during that period of time, well, let me just back up. So in May, so this is all in May. um, So my mom was diagnosed last, last fall with terminal cancer and she lives alone or she lived alone in Ontario. And it was really important to me to provide support to her. And in fact, in January last year, we weren't sure she was hospitalized if she was going to make it. And there was an outbreak in Ontario at that time. And we were dealing with, you know, how best to connect and provide support to her and what was safe. Should we fly to Ontario? Do I bring the kids? Do I go on my own and then isolate for two weeks? And then my husband has the kids, um, on his own while he's trying to work for multiple weeks on end. And, uh, we were lucky she pulled through and we worked, you know, day and night with the healthcare system to transfer her files and secure new physicians on the west side of the country to transfer her care here and get her here in May so that we could provide direct support. But that was, you know, another thing as well and something I'm grateful for that I have the opportunity and capacity to do, but not to diminish that it is a lot of effort at the same time. So All of this is going on in the background and I had a number of opportunities where I could have just taken an off ramp and said, it's too much. I need to let flourish go. I need to scale down and leave it. But what I refused to do because I had moments where I thought about it, like, is it worth it? I've got this secure job in many ways. My career was growing and building and more opportunities were coming. Um, you know, there's always the argument of security and pension and, you know, we're in a, you know, an unstable economy and you already have a partner that's self-employed. Um, there are benefits, there are leave options and, At the end of the day, when I did the honest, genuine reflection about what was in alignment alignment with my highest good, I recognized that all of that thinking, well, perhaps true, depending on your perception of reality, was really about scarcity mindset. It was about making decisions out of fear and it wasn't about living intentionally. It wasn't getting me closer to the freedom that I want to experience time, freedom, money, freedom, emotional freedom. And that if I want to own that, if I'm going to truly step into the accountability of owning that in my own life, you can't solve the problems. You can't approach your life using the solutions 
that got you to where you were to get you to where you want to go. And this week, <laughs> and you're going to hear a change of tone in my voice because, and, and even some emotion, this is very raw for me. I'm only, we got home on, um, so my last day of work, if you've been following, I decided to step away from my role to create space, to really step in full time, to flourish, to dedicate myself to the work, to create space and time for myself and my family, my mom, my husband, to be the version of me that I want to be. And so Wednesday last week was my last official day at work. And we went on a family hunting trip over the weekend, returned back late Monday. And so Tuesday and Wednesday this week, actually the whole week I've booked solid with appointments, all the stuff that I didn't have time to get to, like the dentist and various things, uh, supporting my mom with a few things. Um, and of course there's always the, the unpacking, you know, you spend, a few days out on a camping trip and it's a week on one end to prepare and a week on the other end to, to dismantle, unpack and do the laundry and clean. Uh, and you think, you know, camping was so much greater, so much better when you were five, but so happy to provide the, the opportunity and experience for the kids. And I honestly love it too, but I'm on day three of my first week at home. And this morning as I was cooking, my soup, my soup that was in response to my cravings and what my body intuitively said. And as I was sprinkling the herbs that I had tended to all summer, I realized that it was a perfect metaphor for exactly where I am right now in life, that I have been doing the shadow work, that I have been owning the accountability that I have been, in spite of every opportunity and excuse to take the off-ramp, choosing to make decisions not out of fear, but out of love. And I am now reaping the benefits of that work. And I'm going to enjoy the effort and energy and love of what has gone into that. And I don't take that for granted because I know how hard it was because I did it. And this week is already so different from my life last week and the week before that. I am a different version of myself already. I feel rested. I feel joyful. I feel successful in a different way. I have created space to do what I love and to have the impact that I want to have well, not compromising the things that matter to me, my non-negotiables. I have time freedom. On Tuesday, I went for a 10-kilometer run and went to yoga, prepared supper, volunteered at the school, worked, connected with my mom in a genuine way because I could be present, and supported my husband in a way that I really want to be able to show up and do. Yesterday was much the same. And this morning, it's only, you know, by 9.30, the house was clean, supper was prepared, and it's going to be a really different evening tonight when we sit down at supper, unfrenzied, 
unrushed, rushing home with the house a disaster because we left in a frenzy, supper unprepared, kids exhausted from school and tutoring and needing to prepare supper and trying to do all of those things and also be emotionally available and connected and embrace those moments. It is just a 360 or 180, I always get that confused, but like a total turnaround. And I am not taking that for granted. And what I want you to take from this is that you do not need to suffer to succeed. And if you want something different than where you're at, it is work, it's perseverance, it's support. You do need support. I didn't do this alone. I reached out, I asked for help, I work with mentors. And you can't use the same solutions you were using before that got you to where you are to get to where you want to go. And I really want you to reflect on what that means. And I'm not going to dive deep into this today because it's, it deserves a whole podcast episode. But when it comes to manifesting the life that you want, I want you to start to think about this because we will talk more about it later in the podcast. Energy is a vibration and the energy of what you want has an opposite. And a way to look at that is that, you know, let's look at temperature. It's a spectrum and there's really, really hot and there's really, really cold And the energy of temperature is a spectrum from one extreme to the other. And often one of the mistakes that people make when trying to manifest a new life, when they write the list of all of the things that they really, really want, what they're trying to achieve, what living intentionally looks like to them. If I do a reflection with a client and talk about what those are, Quite often when we dig into them without fail, they're the opposite of where they are today. And so in asking for the opposite and trying to strive for that alone, sometimes what ends up or actually often what ends up happening is the energy that you're projecting is actually about feeling really stuck where you are and being and holding on really tight because You're just asking to not be where you are. So you're not actually resonating with where you're trying to go. And the only way you can get there is by letting go. And you let go through a lot of different ways, but sometimes it's just about releasing and releasing is an energetic thing, but it's also a practical and real thing. It's releasing to the beliefs that you need to suffer to succeed. It's releasing other mistaken beliefs. It is letting go of scarcity complex. In my case, it's letting go of my corporate job in spite of all the reasons to stay, to create space, to be who I want to be. It's letting go of making decisions out of fear. It's just letting go of where you at, you're at because you can't move until you let go. 
and I'm here on the other side and it is amazing. And it doesn't mean that it's not hard and it doesn't mean that I'm not scared. I acknowledge all of that and I work through it and I'll continue. I'm going to continue to have fear and anxiety creep in. Like that is a no brainer as you up level, there's a new devil. It doesn't go away, but you build the skills in your toolbox and you can handle it and you make decisions out of love and not fear. And I can't wait to eat that beautiful pot of soup tonight. Not the whole pot. I'm just going to have a bowl for the record. I'm going to share it with my family and enjoy the fruits of my labor, the herbs, the spices, the energy. And I want that for you too. And I really, really, if you take anything away from what I'm sharing with you today, it's that you do not need to suffer to succeed. There are different ways. Um, If you would like to work with me or if you're interested in learning more, please visit my website. It's linked in the show notes. Reach out directly. We can schedule a call and look at where you might be a best fit in terms of my programs and services and so that you can learn a little bit more flourishinglately at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for using and taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time, and spending it here I hope you are flourishing. I'm going to let it shine. This little light.